0: This is your host, Dale Josie, and welcome to Season 2, Episode 10 of my audio podcast series, Aging with Grace 55+. As we age, running out of money, as in outliving my savings, is the most frequently cited retirement fear. 52% of all workers, young and old, say that they fear outliving their savings and investments, While 42% in another survey say they are concerned that they will not be able to meet even the basic financial needs of their household. Against this backdrop, David Lau, founder and CEO of DPL Financial Partners, shares their Scientific and Heavily Researched Guaranteed Income Analysis tool, that's G-I-A for short, which was created by his firm to allay these concerns. Then Debbie Birdoff shares insights into the challenging and practical sides of providing and coordinating caregiving for her aging mother, including the importance of what she calls giving yourself and family grace during the transitional and highly emotional role reversal from a mother caring for and raising her children to now adult children caring for their mother. Then stick around for the origin story of an iconic American brand, which in the early days was an elixir made from cocoa leaves combined with caffeine. Folks in the early 1900s, late 1800s, were walking around. I don't want to say hi as a kite, but they were certainly zooming through life. But before we get there, before we make any value judgments, let's first thank my sponsors, Kentucky AARP, Today's Transitions Magazine, and DPL Financial Partners for making this podcast series even possible. That said... Let's get after it. And welcome to Aging with Grace 55 Plus, designed with you in mind. My next guest, David Lau, is widely recognized as an innovator and disruptor in the financial services industry. Most recently, he is founder and CEO of DPL Financial Partners, a privately held financial services firm. David is a sought-after speaker, commentator, and advisor to financial journalists, insurance carriers, registered investment advisors, RIAs, and other industries. His work has received coverage in The Wall Street Journal, The New York Times, Barron's, CNBC, Wealth Management, Investment News, and other financial media. Where he provides insights on industry products, players, trends, and best practices. David, how are you? And welcome back to Aging with Grace 55 Plus. I'm terrific, Dale. Great to see you. Well, it's good to see you too. And as we get into this, I must admit uh, that when we talked about uh, uh, you know the idea of guaranteed income for life, I was very hesitant to say. That guaranteed income for life is a reality, but that indeed is what you guys have discovered. Is that correct? And I love the concept.
1: Yeah, it, it's it is. It's a you know guaranteed income for life is you know a really important thing you know for retirees, and it's been traditionally you know brought to retirees through pensions or social security, which are you know basically forms of annuities. And so, you know, we bring you know annuities to market. We do it in a commission-free fashion. So it provides much better value you know, to the consumer. And mm-hmm. annuities have been around, they're a terrific structure. They've been around since the Roman times. Uh, they've always been you know, academically supported for you know retirement income. And today it's more important than ever because retirement's changed. You know, mm-hmm. retirement is now 30, 35 years as life expectancy continues to grow longer. Uh, and again, most people don't have pensions anymore unless you work for the government or a or a union. Mm-hmm. And so how do you self-fund a retirement, you know, for 30 to 35 years and doing it in, in the market alone uh, mm-hmm. is a risky endeavor. So, you know, looking to annuities to provide a guarantee within your
0: retirement, you know, is something that, you know, academics really support. Yeah, that's a good point. And you know, when you talk about, uh, first of all, in terms of uh, going back to Roman times, you're absolutely right. I was reading an article about even medieval kings uh, in Europe would use annuities to fund projects such as buildings and bridges that they need to be built. So this is a time-honored uh, concept in terms of of uh, of a, of, a fi- of an of an instrument for financial planning. Was that correct?
1: Yeah, absolutely. It's it's a really important component to a retirement plan, you know, which is why, again, academics, economists, Nobel Prize winners, they love the concept of the annuity in retirement because there are a lot of risks in retirement that can't be addressed by the markets alone. You know, what's known as longevity risk, the risk of outliving your money. Well, mm-hmm. an annuity can help mitigate that because it's going to provide a lifetime income. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, what's known as sequence risk, you know, which we're experiencing now with down markets can really impact your retirement, you know, if you're losing a lot of your principal. So using an annuity to provide a steady stream of income for life is not only, you know, financially a good thing, it's also psychologically a really good thing.
0: Yeah, and you you know you hit on something which is uh, very prevalent in, in the literature, which talks about in, in a lot of research I've seen, is that seniors are indeed afraid of running out of running out of income for life. You know, uh, in terms of planning for their future. But what I like about your uh, GIA, your Guaranteed Income for Life process, is that you have myriad investment options. Uh, talk a little bit about that and how they provide guaranteed income. Yeah,
1: so you know, number one is, I mean, you're absolutely right. I mean, you see, a, you see research that comes out, you know, surveys, you know, often that will say, you know, seniors, you know, fear running out of money more than they do dying, right? I mean, nobody, nobody right. wants to live. You you want to live that retirement where you feel comfortable, not the one where you're fearing, you know, what's going to happen if I run out of money, what happens if the market's down? You know, that, that's no way to enjoy your retirement that you worked your whole life, you know, for, mm-hmm. so, you know, we bring products to market from all the leading insurance carriers or pretty much all the leading insurance carriers, you know, at this point, and we have all kinds of different annuities. So whether you want something that is, you know, com, you know that has, you know, very little risk or something with a little more risk in terms of how your assets can grow, you know, we can bring you, you know, we can bring you solutions. And what mm-hmm. we do differently, you referenced our guaranteed income tool you know, on our website, you know, dplfp.com. You can go and look if, and just tell us what you don't have to know anything about annuities. Just tell us what your income need is. And we'll tell you the best products
0: to do it. Yeah, you, know, you mentioned that ease of access. And before we get there to the uh, there's a two minute video produced uh, featuring uh, Tim Rombowski from your firm. Let's talk about what type of clients can benefit from annuities from your experience.
1: Yeah, so many can because there's so many different kinds of products. But you know, mostly, you know, you think about annuities, you know, for that income feature, you think about them for risk mitigation, you know, so basically, you know, protecting your assets from the market volatility. So anyone looking, you know, getting towards retirement uh who really you know, needs to maximize protection and income, you know, are really good candidates or in retirement where you can't afford to lose money in the market you know that can really have a negative impact on on your retirement you know lifestyle maintaining your maintaining your uh, you know quality of life and, you know during retirement so the way we typically will advise people and again based on the academic research to think about annuities is to say let's look at what are your essential expenses in retirement your home your healthcare your food you know things like that and let's fund them with guaranteed income. So you never have to worry about that. And mm-hmm. then things that are variable, like your vacations or your, your dinners out or things like that, use the market to fund those things, your legacy, you know, how much money you're going to leave to your heirs, leave that to because you know, since they can be variable, use a variable form of funding, which is the market, which can go up and down. So right. you have a great year in the market, go on that fantastic vacation. If you have a bad year in the market, you know, tighten up. Maybe you do a staycation, um, right. but, but get that you know get that you know, your essential expenses funded with guaranteed income. Use your social security, top it up with an annuity, and that's going to provide you a very comfortable you know retirement.
0: Mm-hmm. I like that and, and so and here's the thing with with talking with you David is that I'm a, a true novice when it comes to financial investing as most people are you know we have people like you and others who do nothing but study the market and so when I'm pushing and I'm not pushing uh again for for listeners I'm not necessarily pushing DPL financial right I'm pushing the concept of you guys being committed to client investment versus committed, having people committed to making money for themselves and maybe the client. Benefits. That's kind of the traditional model which you guys have turned around. I like that. That's correct. I've I've spent my career doing that. So, you know, early on in my career, I was
1: chief marketing officer at the first internet bank in the country. And the reason for building it was not to, you know, not to be on the internet and be cool. It was to eliminate, (laughs) it was to eliminate branches because Mm -hmm. branches are really expensive and they wind up costing consumers. So if you can eliminate the branch, which in the nineteen nineties, was a really novel thing, you can provide much better products. And in insurance, instead of the branch, the inefficiency in the product is the commission. So what we Mm -hmm. do here is eliminate the commissions, provide much better products for consumers.
0: I like that. So now let's get back to what you alluded to a moment ago, which is this whole GIA uh, concept uh, with a guaranteed income analysis. What is that? And uh, how does that work? Yeah, so there's a couple of tools that I think people will be interested in on, on our website. One is that
1: guaranteed income analysis. So that says, basically you can go in one of two directions. Just give us a few data points on who you are, and then say, I'm looking for X amount of money per month you know, in my retirement. Tell me, then the, the tool will tell you the best product to meet that, the most efficient, the one that's gonna cost you the least you know, amount of investment to, to do that or you can say i have some dollar amount to invest how much money can i income can i generate with that amount you know in in my retirement mm-hmm. so you know that's so that's a really great tool sim- super simple to use and then the other one is the fixed income analysis so when i talk about the academic support of annuities being efficient for income mm-hmm. compare them to your bonds and that's mm-hmm. what you can do and just tell us what interest rate you're getting and we'll show you how incredibly
0: more efficient the annuity can be in meeting your income needs in retirement. Mm -hmm. And we're going to talk a little bit more about that, including the fixed income comparison. And before we get get into that, for our listeners, I hope you're enjoying this interview as much as I am with David Lau. He's the founder and chief executive officer of DPL Financial Partners, a privately held financial services firm that specializes in the development and distribution of low-cost, commission-free insurance and annuity products. For more information, I encourage our listeners to visit dplfp.com. David, talk about when it was so, so here's the thing I like. Uh, this two-minute video is so simple, right? Especially when we're, when we as a, people don't want to wait and they don't want to have to uh, spend a lot of time understanding something. But I like the two-minute video on dplfp.com because it shows all, the entire market, Uh, existing annuities, everything that's out there at one glance. And then in a matter of minutes, if that long, you have a plan. I like that. That's really good stuff.
1: Yeah. So, I mean, we're, we're really focused on consumers. So we, we do, you know, boil things down into very digestible, you know, bits of information for people to understand, you know, how to think about things, you know, how to understand, you know, your retirement and thinking about your retirement. And then we give people not only those technology tools to help them, but, you know, we've got a team of consultants here that, you know, you know, that people can talk to, to, you know, to help them find the right product for them. So you can, Mm -hmm. you know, self-serve, you know, through the, you know, through the tools on the website, or you can talk to one of our, our consultants who are, you know, who spend all day, every day, you know, working with not only consumers, but financial advisors on how to, you know, build retirement income plans.
0: Well, and then you allude to, for, to folks also speaking with their own in, investment advisors, um, and, but, but in terms of a, a advisory fee, DPL doesn't charge that. It's what the client's based advisor would charge. Does that make sense? I mean, uh, help us to understand your, uh, how you guys charge your, your fee-based services
1: yeah so we work you know we work with insurance carriers to you know build products and bring them to market and like i was saying we work with you know i don't know what i lose count we're 20 25 carriers or something at at this point you know with you know 60 70 different products and you know we don't charge a fee to the consumer you know we're you know our our compensation, you know, an administrative fee for building the technology and all that we do to support people is built into, you know, the product cost. So. Mm you know, when you compare those product costs to traditional annuities with heavy commissions and, you know, big wholesaling costs and the whining and dining that's, you know, commonplace in the annuity industry, you know, that's where our products are far, you know, less expensive, you know, than you're going to get, you know, going through a broker or, you know, paying for a commissioned product. And, you know, and when I say a lot less expensive, I'm talking about like in the neighborhood of, you know, 80% less expensive.
0: Mm -hmm. And you know what? And again, I can't say how easy it is for the uh, for your uh, GIA for the guaranteed income analysis because you're looking at some 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 uh, prolific, some popular, well-known uh, plans or companies. Like for example, Pacific Life. Uh, Pacific Life. Pacific Life Odyssey is on there, yep, and yep. others. My coffee hasn't kicked in this morning, but but you can see, I mean, there's actual uh, realistic companies with uh, that people will be familiar with seeing in terms of the market analysis via the uh, the guaranteed income analysis platform.
1: Yeah, so we do. Like I said, we work with you know most of the top carriers out there at this point. Pacific Life's a great partner. Allianz. Uh, Jackson National, TIAA. I mean, the list the list goes on, um, and we continually bring more carriers and products to market. Uh, so you know, and again, that tool is really simple. You know, for consumers and advisors to use, you just you know, literally give us a few points of information. Tell us who you are, how old you are, um, you know when you're when you're looking to take retirement, and how much money either you're looking to invest or you're looking to
0: get in retirement, and then we'll show you the best products to do it. For our listeners you have heard, uh, enjoyed this interview as much as I have with David Lau, who's the founder and chief executive officer of DPL Financial Partners. Mr. Lau is a sought after speaker, commentator, and advisor to financial journalists, insurance carriers, and others in the financial services industry. For more information, please visit dplfp.com. And David, i like to say thank you so much for your time. Uh, you know, Numerous surveys, again, indicate one of the top concerns of seniors and those planning to retire is running out of money. So I ask you to please come back again soon in our attempt to address those concerns and provide a roadmap to guaranteed income for life. Is that a deal, sir? Yeah, Dale, happy to come back
1: anytime. Uh, and we're, you know, happy to support your listeners and you know contact uh, you know feel free to contact us either through the website or you know there our phone numbers listed there as well.
0: Very good. Have a great day. Talk to you again soon. All right, Dale. Thanks. Our next guest, Debbie Burdoff, is a working mom who has a demanding career with a highly regarded and well-known real estate agency. She is also trying to manage caregiving for her mother and all the challenges that comes with those changes. Debbie's interview is featured in the fall edition of Today's Transitions, available online by visiting todaystransitions.com. And in full candor, Today's Transitions is also one of three sponsors of this podcast series. Good morning, Debbie, and welcome to this edition of Aging with Grace 55+. How are you?
2: I'm wonderful. Thanks for having me.
0: Well, you know the uh, you have this demanding career, and one of the things uh, in terms of your uh, your uh, profession, uh, I want people to understand just how busy you are. As we move to caring for a for your mom, uh, you call yourself a deal doctor, which I thought was kind <laughs> of interesting. What is a deal doctor, and how does that keep you so busy all day long?
2: Uh, Well, that's just kind of a side term for myself. I, uh, as you said, I work for a a large real estate company. I am in the relocation division. So my daily job is to work with companies who are relocating people. And so uh, it's like project management. It's it's bring the business in, manage the project of uh, relocating people, you know, mm-hmm. um, domestically, internationally. Uh, I, you know, when you ask me if I was a realtor, I'm licensed. I don't sell, but I am a deal doctor because every every single house has a buyer, <laughs> uh, <laughs> a buyer or a house to be sold
0: understood so so well you have a family uh you said you have kids you got a husband so you're you truly are a working mom with a very demanding career and let's now add something very interesting which goes to our interview today um managing care for your mom and you say that your mom and dad were both healthy and active into their 80s dad bowled on Thursdays mom kept her guards managed care to perfection and now walk me through a typical day of juggling care for these two individuals whom you love deeply.
2: Well, first of all, my dad passed. And so um, so now I'm 100% focused on my mom, uh, along with my brother and my sister. Uh, there is no typical day. But, you know, as we started talking about this, I started paying maybe a little more attention, uh, you know, yesterday I was wonderful. I started off, everything was great. And, you know, we're getting my mom's house painted and all of a sudden, you know, the, Painter's not going to be there at the time he said he was going to be there. The caregivers need to get their cars on the streets. Uh, you know, my mom has some anxiety, which she's not even involved in this. So it's running over on my lunch to meet the, the painter and making sure that's all set up. And then going back that night, you know, to see where things are. And in between at my mom's house, I'm, you know, I've got two phone calls appointments. One's at at 1230 and one is at at one and I'm Mm -hmm. at my mom's at noon. So I'm setting my laptop up at her house to do, (laughs) to do all of that, you know, and run home and, and take care of things. Uh, Today, you know, is uh, just, you know, I'm coming into the office, I'm climbing in the stairwell and I'm talking to a caregiver, you know, about a, a concern. Mm -hmm. You know, that's happening. And, uh, you know, we have to reassure caregivers that, you know, they're so valuable and uh, making sure everything is is going the way it needs to be for them Mm -hmm. as well as for my mom.
0: Well, you know, before your dad passed, you said a series of strokes left him in need of more care than your mom could manage. And that's when the transition began in earnest. So I guess at that point, that's when you started bringing caregivers to the table. Is that correct?
2: Well, we always had a caregiver that was, uh, uh, you know, with, uh, yeah, I guess with my mom um, and uh and so during the afternoon, and she would actually bring my mom to the nursing home uh, every single day uh, for my mom to see my dad. And, and she actually, you know, helped my dad with some things and, you know, and, and that, so she was taking care of both my parents, you know, at that point. And then we needed to elevate more care into the home. We are very lucky that we can bring, care into my parents, my mom's home. That, I, I believe, is why she's with us, uh, mm-hmm. you know, at this point. Um, she lives in a trial level, which is the most horrible design of a home to have when you have a 92-year-old, but I also consider stairs as her exercise. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, she will say, oh, Debbie, I'm moving so slow, and I said, but you're moving, so we're good. Yeah.
0: Oh, that's so good. That's truly good. And while we're on the topic of caregivers, and before we move to a, to another part of, of our discussion, uh, caregiving is extremely expensive, uh, especially if you're talking around-the-clock care. Uh, that is a that is a tremendous financial burden.
2: Uh, yes. Uh, my mom should be on a round-the-world cruise uh, for what is being paid. And this is real money that was, uh, saved, uh, you know, and I grew up in a very, uh, uh, you know, middle-class type family, um, I'm realizing how much money my dad was saving at that point, uh, and we are just so lucky, you know, that, that they do have the funds at this point, because it is very expensive.
0: hmm and I like the fact that off off Mike, you said that they also provide affection to your mom who misses your dad terribly. So they are also reaffirming that relationship, which is, I think, is they, admirable.
2: Yes. Uh, I mean, I have to tell you, these ladies are angels. Uh, you know, they come into our home, they're smiling faces. Um, the lady who I spoke to this morning, she said, Debbie, I never thought I would grow such a connection and affection to a person, and, and my mom's the first one that she's taken care of, and uh, and and so having the right mix of caregivers. Not all, not every person who has come into the home has been a fit, uh, and so it, it is it is a process of them, you know, being coming in together. There's a lot of ownership individually. I have gone to doctor appointments where I have had notes from the caregivers telling me that I need to make sure that I'm, you know, bringing, you know, telling the doctor the right things. Mm
0: -hmm. You know, and then as we talk about this journey that you're on, Debbie, um, you you know, parents, watching your parents age is difficult. We can agree with that. And then you have, but with your brother and your sister, uh, how does the family respond to this demand of watching your mom Formerly your dad your, before your dad passed. Now you're, you're watching with your watching your mom age and having to need uh, the reversal, if you will, of care. Them taking care uh-huh. of her versus her taking care of them.
2: Yeah, yeah, it's um, it's it's a transition, and I've learned things about my you know brother and sister that I didn't realize growing up. Uh, you know, I, I will tell you, I've taken on the position of it's all about happiness. <laughs> You know, let her eat chocolate cake. You know, <laughs> and uh, when you're 92, eat chocolate cake. Uh, you because know. now
0: you'll li- now you may live to 93 instead of 94, right? Eat Chocolate cake. Like, is <laughs> that gonna make mean, a difference? Yeah. I love that.
2: It, really. And so, so, but I, I, I am concerned about her happiness, Uh, you know, and then my sister is uh, in the medical field. So she's very involved with my mom's health and, um, you know, and so she manages that aspect, which has been, you know, invaluable because last night I had it, the caregiver asked me something about my mom's meds and I'm like, I don't really know. That's mm-hmm. that's my sister. You know, mm-hmm. talk to her about the meds. <laughs> yeah, and my brother, you know, lives in Dallas, and so he is managing things, you know, from afar, and he's, um, y- you know, basically in there as best he can with, with some financial things and ordering supplies. And when he comes to her house, he's the guy that fixes everything. And I tell you something always breaks, you know, when he's there and he, and he can do anything. And so in FaceTime, I mean, literally I've sat there, you know, over a toilet with the face, you know, FaceTiming him going, okay, look at this. Tell me how I can just fix this. This is not a big deal. Oh, oh,
0: Oh, that's, that's so good. That's so good. Um, so, you know, when you're talking about taking care of your family, taking care of your mom, not being selfish, Debbie, but t- caregivers have to also take care of themselves. And so, I mean, I'm, I'm reminded of, uh, when you're on an airplane, what do you do when the oxygen masks come down, put yours on and breathe through it normally, and then apply it to your, to your kids or whomever. But how did you take care of yourself to make sure it's time for Debbie and also juggle that with taking care of your mom.
2: Uh, you know that that's a tough question um, because I'm going to tell you that I probably haven't. Uh, the reality is, um, I, and within, I, I think that COVID really, you know, made me take a step back and slow down. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, to realize what's important, and I have to like mentally remind myself. Mm-hmm. Um, but it is, I, I, my husband likes to have, likes to play a lot. And so we, you know, do a lot of, um, uh, you know, different activities that, and I have just made it okay that I can walk away and having, you know, somebody there that I know does a nice job, mm-hmm. takes care of my mom and cares about her. Yeah.
0: Um, as we go to our close, uh, there's a very, uh, there's another area that when you cross that line of caregiving, at uh, some point, your mom has to relinquish financial control over her bills. She's got to let you guys handle her money. And then there has to be a trust that, that you're going to step up with your fiduciary responsibility to protect her interests. How did that conversation go? And how are you doing that?
2: It went perfectly. And I cannot urge people you know, to do that early. My parents were healthy and fine. Uh, you know, And I got involved uh, early on. Just trying to make sure that we sorted things out and I understood um, where the money was. Um, we went to a, uh, a lawyer, an elder care lawyer, and he really you know, had a form and we just started filling it out. So that worked really well. Um, I do try to keep the best documentation that I can.
0: Mm-hmm. And then you talk about the emotional attachment off mic. You mentioned uh, having to clean up things, give way things, sort through stuff. That takes an emotional toll on you and your siblings, yes or no?
2: Yes. I uh, realized after my dad passed that um, it was way harder, you know, for me. And so my parents grew up in the depression. And so they save everything. They're not hoarders by any means, but, you know, we have every paint chip there ever was, every piece of fabric that was ever, you know, on a piece of furniture. Uh, The drawers have tons of papers. And so I am sorting through, Uh, you know, I don't want my mom to know I'm, you know, doing this because she wants to, you know, see everything. But the reality <laughs> is there's a lot of stuff, yeah. you know, stashed away. So I well, am working that's a project, an ongoing project.
0: Well, it, your last comment, Debbie, I want to really ping off of this and give you a chance to, to uh, amplify this. Give yourself and your family grace. I absolutely love that. How does that translate to you?
2: Uh to me, a lot because um, I'm very intense type I want a plan. I want to work the plan. Um, you can't do that. You know, not everybody's on the same page at at all times. Different priorities for you know different for for different people. And uh, my priority may not be my sister, or my brother's priority. Uh, you know, and and I have tried to just step back and not have to control everything because I'm all about project management and my mom being happy.
0: (laughs) That's so good, with your mom being happy. Uh, You know, Debbie, this has been an absolutely delightful interview. Uh, You know, one of of my takeaways, one of my three takeaways, and I hope our our listeners also heard this, was get help, be organized, and proactive. And that's how those are steps you start to take in caring for an elderly parent, in this case, your mom. My next, my guest you've been listening to is Debbie Burdoff. She's a working mom with a demanding career with a highly regarded and well-known real estate agency who has shared her thoughts, shared her feelings, shared her passion about caring for her aging mom. You can also hear and read First of all, you can read Debbie's interviews featured in the fall edition of Today's Transitions available online by visiting todaystransitions.com. And you can also listen to it on my website, awg55.com or wherever you subscribe to your podcast. Debbie, thank you so much for your time and many blessings to you as you continue to provide excellent loving care for your mom.
2: And thank you for having me, Dale, and for for getting the word out. It's important what you're doing.
0: In May 1886, Coca-Cola was invented by Dr. John Pemberton, a pharmacist from Atlanta, Georgia. According to the Coca-Cola Company, Pemberton developed a syrup for a famed beverage when it was combined with carbonated water, created a new, delicious, and refreshing drink. The name Coca-Cola was suggested by Pemberton's bookkeeper, Frank Robinson, as the recipe for the syrup called for the coca leaf extract combined with, wait, wait, wait a minute, coca leaf, eh, 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 that, that, that's cocaine, ain't it? All right, wait a minute, old timer, wait a minute, Let's, we're going to get there because you see the coca leaf extract was combined with caffeine from the cola nut, The name Coca-Cola was easy to come up with. However, Robinson, who was known for having excellent penmanship, thought that using two C's in the name would look striking in advertising. As such, the K from the Cola nut became C as in Cola, and voila, the brand name was born. Robinson can also be created with crediting the first scripted Coca-Cola using the flowing letters that serve as the famous logo of today. You know, you see those white swirling letters adorning each red can of Coca-Cola. Yeah, that's his writing, Frank Robinson, going back to 1886. In 1887, another Atlanta pharmacist and businessman, Asa Candler, bought the formula for Coca-Cola from Pemberton for $2,300. By the late 1890s, Coca-Cola was one of America's most popular fountain drinks. What? I, I, guess, it, I guess it was a pop that's got that cocaine in it combined with it. Okay, well, 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 old timer, let me continue with my story for the sake of time because while the Coca-Cola company denies this claim, Historical evidence shows that it is likely that until 1905, the soft drink, which was marketed as a tonic through drugstores, contained extracts of pure cocaine as well as the caffeine-rich cola nut. Wildcat cocaine wasn't considered illegal until 1914, according to Live Science magazine, Candler began removing cocaine from the recipe in the early 1900s, and traces of cocaine may have been present in the famous beverage until 1929 when scientists were finally able to perfect the removal of all psychoactive elements from the coca leaf extract. Remember earlier I said the soft drink was first sold to the public at the Soda Fountain in Atlanta on May 8, 1886? About nine servings of the soft drink were sold every day. Sales for that first year added up to a paltry sum of about $50. Ratchet forward to 2017 because Coca-Cola is a publicly traded fortune 500 company with more than 41.3 billion that's b as in billion in annual revenue and its products are consumed at a rate of more than 1 billion drinks per day and now you know the rest of the story behind one of america's iconic name brands Well, that's it for this edition of Aging with Grace 55+. Be sure to also visit my website, awg55.com, to enjoy this and past episodes. Or tune in wherever you get your favorite podcasts, including Apple, Google, Spotify, and others. Many thanks to my guests, David Lau and Debbie Birdoff, and also to each of you. For taking time to listen to this episode, sponsored by AARP Kentucky, DPL Financial Partners, and Today's Transitions Magazine. The fall edition of the magazine can be read online by visiting todaystransitions.com. And remember, DPL Financial is committed to strengthening financial plans with powerful products. ...that deliver value for advisors and clients alike. For more information, visit dplfp.com. Remember, aging is a lifelong process... ...and if you choose to see new possibilities, you will find them. Life is a gift, so join me in encouraging everyone we meet to be present in it. Aging is not a time of diminishment. This is not a time of being relegated to the sidelines... But this is our time to apply lessons taught by some of our best teachers, including experience. By the way, if you have a story idea that would appeal to our age group, or maybe you just want to chat with me, then visit my website, awg55.com, or email me, d-a-l-e at awg55.com. And now the last thought of the day from James Clear, author of Atomic Habits. Clear writes, good habits make time your ally, bad habits make time your enemy. So until next time, this has been your host, Dale Josie of Aging with Grace 55+.